Heads up, friends. The unofficial Shopify podcast is made by indie entrepreneurs for indie entrepreneurs and may contain material not suitable for all audiences, like swearing or economics. Listener discretion is advised. Customer order updates got you freaking? How about your customer? Let's check in with them. Where is my order? I expect a response in 20 minutes, or I'll leave a one-star review everywhere, including your mom's house. Yikes. What if customers could find their own orders with Ventoff Order Lookup, the Shopify app that makes order tracking a breeze? With Ventoff Order Lookup, customers quickly and easily search for their own orders in your store with their email address or their order number. No more wasting time and losing your sanity trying to track down orders for customers. Try Ventoff Order Lookup today and get your order tracking under control. Just search Order Lookup in the App Store to start your free trial. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. You know what? My order was at the front door the whole time. Five stars. Welcome back to the unofficial Shopify podcast, my friends. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. Jack Nasty. And today's episode is all about creating a one-of-a-kind product and taking a risk to pursue your passion. These are the best episodes. I love these. Our guest today is Dylan Mentor, founder of Bear Balanced and the mastermind behind the world's first creatine gummy. I don't know if that claim is true, but we're going to press him on it. Dylan's going to share with us his journey from quitting SpaceX to creating a product that challenges both physical and mental endurance and how he took it from ideation to the hands of his customers. Dylan, welcome. How are you doing? Kurt, thank you for having me on. A longtime listener, first time caller, big fan of the show. Uh, you were pivotal and critical in my success earlier on as an entrepreneur online. I, I'm honored. I, I, I don't know what to say. And I don't have a good sound effect for that. <laughs> I, I think that's the one. I don't know what to say. I think you need to record that and, and put it down. <laughs> that there's too much. If I have sound clips of myself, that's like just inception. It's too weird. I could argue <laughs> with myself. Um, I agree. All right. So I, I caught in there. You used to work at SpaceX, as in like Elon Musk's rocket company. Once upon a time, that that was the uh, that was the gig. And. This seems like a good gig, or at least a dream gig for a lot of people. What, like, what's your background? Uh, so military, worked on um, circuit cards, pretty boring in the Marine Corps. Um, it, it was still very much a Marine Corps enlistment, but I was you know, sitting there troubleshooting circuits, more or less, for four years. Got out, uh, decided I was going to sort of you know, either continue in that direction or do something slightly different, but not too far off, because I did have about four years of you know, OJT and education under my belt. So the biggest goal I could set was to sort of put, you know, up the ante and take the technician to an engineering position. And I wanted to do this in the uh, aerospace field. So it was NASA or SpaceX. And I got a call one day from a military recruiter and said, hey, there's a SpaceX recruiting um, event happening two days from now. Can you make it in LA? And at the time I lived in San Diego, I didn't even think about the logistics. I just said yes and hung up the phone and started began, driving. I started driving. I got a haircut and I hit the road and I yeah b bought bought a uh, better better uh, better set of clothing for the for the hiring event, thinking everyone was going to be very business formal, which was not so much the case. But yeah, it sort of all just uh, took on a life of its own after that. And how long ago was this? This was in 2017 in March. 
Okay, so not that long ago, um, six years, and today you sell creatine gummies. Correct. <laughs> what is a creatine gummy? So I am the founder and CEO of Bear Balance, and we created the world's first creatine gummy. The creatine, uh, for those who are less familiar with it, because creatine is pretty, pretty esoteric. A lot of the PhDs um, and maybe more fitness enthused individuals are the only ones who really know about creatine, which is what they refer to as a super supplement. It's got its uh, a very, very strong, um, you know, science backing in exercise performance, cognitive and uh, cognitive performance and brain health. It can help with things like sarcopenia, age-related brain degenerative uh, things like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. It's got a very wide range of benefits that more or less just keep our bodies, uh, you know, the way that we like them, healthy and young. Uh, the gummy aspect of the product is something I have iterated on more times than I'd like to admit. It started off as a gelatin gummy in the kitchen, um, you know, here in, when I was still working at SpaceX, and it has evolved uh, very much over over the last three years of business. We're, we're now using a all-natural sugar-free ingredient, uh, pectin-based gummy. We've partnered with CreaPure. That's the purest, highest-grade creatine on the planet. Um, you know, the only elite-level creatine on the market. This is the stuff that Olympians, elite level CrossFitters, they're most familiar with. Um, so this gummy in itself, you know, it, it's a confectionery masterpiece. I've, I've myself poured over 5 million gummies by hand when we were making them in-house. Um, you know, I can really speak to the, to the quality of the product um, from the confectionery side of things. And I'm someone that endorses the product because I know it works. I was taking creatine for a decade before I started making the gummies. And when I transitioned from the powder, the raw powder form, to the gummy, we, we've added some additional active ingredients that sort of help maximize the traditional benefits. I not only noticed, uh, you know, there was no decline in, in any, any way, shape or form. There was an increase in performance. And I don't know if that's a placebo effect or not, but I'm happy with it. And I'm happy to share that with our customers. So you're, you personally are all in on creatine. Creatine, popular dietary supplement, famous for its athletic, effects on athletic performance in regards to like muscle strength, power, size, volume. And then uh, interestingly, it also assists with recovery. And uh, there are studies that suggest this has neuroprotective effects. All right, so I'm sold on the benefits of creatine here. And, and so creatine, readily available, been available many years. What inspires you to say, hey, what's on the market's not good enough? I need to make my own creatine supplement and also to make things really tough, it needs to be a gummy. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this was, I've, I've got a lot of, uh, a lot of people that, that bend my ear, um, you know, in the fitness industry, whether they be, uh, you know, whether they were Marines at the time, whether they were the group of guys I was working out with at SpaceX that took bodybuilding seriously, or the guys I met at the gym that were actively competing, there was a common theme amongst the majority of these people is the inconvenience of powdered supplements. And this was when gummies had already started to sort of trend. Uh, Goalie was making its way into the market. And I think that really solidified what was what now is, um, you know, a real prominent industry in the sports supplementation space, the sustainable, uh, sustainable, excuse me, sustainable supplements, the sports nutrition, the functional foods. Gummies are sort of at the, the front of that. And earlier on, you know, I if, call it foresight, call it intuition. I kind of thought to myself, this is where 
supplementation is going. And after having so many conversations with these, you know, th- these bodybuilders, these guys that were just a little overly, uh, overly vocal about how much they were displeased with the powdered supplement forms, I put the two together. And I've always been very entrepreneurial since an early age. Always wanted to start a business as an adult. And, you know, I, I honestly think that I'm a little too optimistic and delusional at times, but we know those are good traits of entrepreneurship. And we know that those people can change the world. Um, so I decided to take take it on, try it out in the kitchen. And sure enough, once I found out I could make it, I did some due diligence into the background of uh, you know, the, the actual fitness industry, the supplement companies, and realized no one else was doing this. So it was really a golden opportunity that um, you know, it's something I always wanted to do, something I realized could be capitalized on, and, and I just got to work. So you're you're plugged into this community through friends, acquaintances, and realized like, hey, we're all using creatine and other supplements, but the big pain here is you know tubs and bags of powder, and like it's frustrating and annoying, and pretty soon everything is covered in powder, and this is the gummy solve for that problem, and like give you more, in theory, right? If it's done right, gives you more consistent dosing. Yeah. Um, the and they're just they're convenient, they're not messy. I get it. And so you look, you're like, wait a second, I can put these twos together and you claim to be the first. How do we just start Googling it? How do we figure that out? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think everything starts, all validations are good. Due diligence starts with a, a solid hour of Googling. Um, I made my way to, I think maybe the eighth page before I gave up the first time. And okay. I, so I did see that there were some other confectionery um, products that were made over the last, I think since 90, 90, 1996. There's been two companies that did something along the lines of a confectionery. We have one in 1996 that made it was a almost a chew, um, and I have to I had to go back and look at this. It was, however, there there is a very very clear differentiator between gummy products, taffies, things like nerd ropes in the confectionery space, and that's based off the amount of types of sugars, amounts of sugars, water percentages. I'm I'm kind of familiar with a lot of this stuff. It won't do too much of a deep dive, but uh, the other, the only other company did make a chew, and that was GNC. So it was like a uh, like a Starburst candy, more or less. So we've got those two gummy products since 1996. Um, you know, I couldn't find anything else. I looked at the patents. Uh, you know, I got on USPTO. I did as much background searching as I could, even internationally. I even hopped on Alibaba because you know that if it's out there, you can get it on Alibaba, and it was that's not. a good point. It was. It not. did not occur to me. That's- yeah. Wait, they sell supplements and just like straight up here's powders oh, on Alibaba. I mean, they'll say anything. We've got a couple competitors, and I won't say names, that actually get their products um, from Alibaba. And I know for a fact that they they tried to rip up, rip us off, or duplicate, you know, or reverse engineer. But um, as you know, someone who knows how to make the product and knowing what these competitors sell, I can tell you firsthand that it's it's not what we have in our product, or it's not what we have in our uh, in our packaging. I bought a lot of goofy and expensive stuff off like AliExpress and DHgate <laughs> over the pandemic with varying levels of success. And there is no universe in which I would buy supplements and try that out. Like, I'm not going to be the guinea pig here. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel bad. I really do. And I, I, uh, you know, I have to launch. I, I'm focused on very few things, but I, I like to channel the focus, do good at those very few things that I have to really, you know, put my energy and time into to go out of my way and, try to educate others on the non-efficacious supplements that may be out there. It, it's really just, it's one man against the world. And I, I hate to say it, but you know, a lot of supplements, they come from Alibaba. 
And there's a lot of supplement brands on Amazon right now. There's a lot of people, um, you know, there's a lot of brands popping up. And a lot of these are being made in these same factories. And the, the efficacy is not there. If these products were tested, they probably, I mean, if, if they published these tests, you know, they'd have very few people uh, making their way through checkout. But I know that the FDA most recently, they published something that is going to, the FDA and the FTC are, they're even working with Amazon to sort of help get all of those, uh, you know, less efficacious products off of Amazon. And I mean, it's, it's going to be tough because it's the first time they've made any move in this direction in over, I think, 10 years. But we know we, we as a uh, consumer conscious, you know, people that we are nowadays, the, the right groups are taking the right actions to kind of make sure that these things don't thrive as much as they have recently in the future. The phrase non-efficacious is quite the euphemism for snake oil, isn't it? 110%. <laughs> for, and that's um, that's probably snake oil is probably the that's the colloquial use throughout the fitness industry for for products that are just they don't belong in uh you know they, they might they might be in your house but they, they shouldn't be in your cupboards they should be under the sink in that can with the bag in it hey are you in the health and wellness space then we want to pop you up pump up your revenue by 10 to 15 percent overnight with zipify one click upsell Zipify OCU uses AI to upsell and cross-sell, increasing your average order value automatically so you make more money from every customer without breaking a sweat. Whether it's fitness gear, supplements, or self-care, one-click upsell lets you offer highly targeted upsells, product upgrades, and even subscription plans based on specific items in the cart. Or create one universal upsell funnel that instantly applies to thousands of SKUs at once. With a sky-high 16% average conversion rate and built-in split testing, it's no wonder one-click upsell has generated $500 million extra dollars for Shopify merchants. Install the app in minutes, launch your first upsell, and start generating 10-15% to 15 more revenue today, as in right now. Start your 30-day free trial at zipify.com slash Kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T. And for a secret gift, email help at zipify.com and request the tech nasty bonus tech nasty all right so i accept that you are the first here and we you know, we sometimes refer to first mover advantage but at the same time sometimes being the first means there's a reason no one else tried so are advantages or disadvantages to being the first mover here it was i mean i'd like to say it's 60 40 40 60 and that goes in both directions um you know, we did patent. We I filed the patent before we even started making the product. Because what's more important than producing the product is protecting it. And we made sure to you know file the provisional day one. So going into it, we knew you know this is going to be tough. No one's done it. There's no information. There's no roadmap. The confectionery uh, trade there. It's not this. Uh, you know, there's not a cookbook or a, there's not a there's not a really solid source of information on how to do this. It's a very well protected trade secret problem proprietary type of uh you know creation that these these companies or these manufacturers make so <clears throat> it was a disadvantage at first i will be a completely transparent especially as someone who has very little skill <clears throat> cooking something other than steak or chicken at the time learning how to make gummies was an entirely different um that, that was an entirely different skill set that i didn't think i needed to learn but being a little overconfident and uh, being optimistic and delusional at the same time, I spent an entire year learning how to make gummies. And I did this with the help of edible chemists, um, actual 
experts in the confectionery field, people that worked for some of the bigger brands out there. And, uh, you know, it was the pandemic. So people were actively, they were online, they were engaged, they were trying to create content. <clears throat> I think a lot of these individuals that I ended up working with, they thought that maybe this would be something they'd talk about on their YouTube channel or, you know, there was some trade-off in working with me. They were just doing it out of the, the love for the trade. They wanted to share knowledge. They wanted to educate. These guys, you know, they have a very, very, um, they have a well of depth when it comes to the know-how. And having someone like me reach out saying, hey, I want to do something different. I really want to make something great here. Can you help me? They were very, very, um, you know, ready to, to jump on board. But I also, you know, I had a lot of people in my ear and I had a lot of different, um, I think, sectors of the trade that differentiated in one way or another. So we've got CBC, uh, you know, CBD, THC. We've got pure sugar, you know, uh, more candy type products. I had experts from all fields. So I really had to cherry pick what would be used in my own experiments. So it, it did take an entire year before I finally settled on a product that I thought was really going to make a change and really going to convert a checkout um, just based off the, the the pure experience. It's it's experiential trying our gummies. It's not just a, it's not just a, you know, wonderful, su wonderful supplement. The gummy itself is a work of art. What, when you see it for the first time, you wonder, and I'm sure it crosses a lot of people's mind or a lot of people's minds, is this the best gummy I'm ever going to eat? Because it sure as heck looks like it. And that goes- No way. I, no way. Kurt. It's a gummy. I've never unpackaged like a Snickers bar and been like, is this the greatest <laughs> Snickers bar I'm ever about to eat? You know, maybe I have done that. <laughs> Now, like, when it, as the words came out of my mouth, I was like, okay, baby. <laughs> Every time I open a Snickers, that happens. So I have to disagree with you. But I am, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, the optimism and the delusional, delusional Dylan, I'm sure there's there's some of that baked into that, uh, you know, that, that that statement. But uh, in all seriousness, we've done everything we could to make it the best, you know, aesthetically pleasing gummy. I mean, the mold itself took a lot of work, a lot of iterations. We were bare. We were a gummy bear. Um, we were just an average gummy bear. We we actually had to outsource and get some molds made back when I really didn't have the money to just make it more appealing. Uh, we we used certain organic materials that enabled us to not only make the label claims that are more uh, consumer friendly, but um, it, you know out of a, it took a lot of testing to get colors that actually worked because under heat a lot of things break down and it's you just don't get a you don't get a beautiful product at the end of the day. I mean when I looked at these it, it literally looked like almost jewelry and. That's when I knew I, you know, I, this is this is the final version 1.0 of the product, but the path it took to get there was a was a long and hard and and a, I don't think I can do it again. You know, you you can only put so much. You've only got so many shots like that you could take. I think I might be able to. I don't think I'd be able to to do it from square one ever again. The you're I'm looking at the gummy yeah. now, and you're right. Yeah. It is it's very good looking. Um, it's quite color, and it's got kind of like a clover shape to it. Triple Venn diagram. Oh, you're right. That is what it is. Oh, yeah. There's reason for that, too. <clears throat> so when you reach out to these people to get their assistance, what does that pitch look like? Because I'm sure that was a a un, unsung part of your success here, is that like initial cold outreach pitch to people you're trying to get to help you. Absolutely. And you don't want to come off... Um, you, you want to provide value, right? When you're reaching out, you want to and you, you want to be personable. You you want to communicate that hey, I, you know, I am, I am asking you for, for mentorship or help because I do want to make this product. And you know, I'm not 
dangling association um, with the name of the person that helped, um, you know, to sort of provide uh, influence that got me through R&D. Like I made it a point to just be upfront with everyone and, you know, let them know one, you know, I've gone through some of your work. I've, you know, I watched some of your YouTube videos. I've read some of your, some of these people have actual, you know, confectionery R&D that published. Like I've read your work. I've, I've seen your YouTube stuff. I know that you're really good at your job. I know that you're, you're going to be beneficial if you allow yourself to, in order for me to do something equally as cool and equally as um, elevated in the confectionery trade. And there's sort of that trade-off where they get to be a part of it. But you let them know ahead of time that, you know, I, I want, I need, I need help. I want your help because you're awesome at what you do. And I want to make an awesome product. And a lot of people, they're excited by that. They want to help. They want to educate. They want to, you know, they want the cool side quest. And I think that's what really allowed for, you know, the the possibility of me working with these experts and these individuals is someone who had no say so in the field. I, you know, I, I, I'd made gelatin gummies once and I was like, okay, we're switching to pectin based. It's officially chemistry. I need some help. So, you know, it's, I had no, I had no grounds to do so, but they were more than willing to. And I think it's because of, uh, you know, there was that trade off there and they wanted to do something, something cool. And so you were able to get these people excited about your vision and, and happy to help. Um, and that helped with like product development, manufacturing, um, ingredients as well, like sourcing oh, the, yeah. the correct formula here. Absolutely. There's, cause there's so, I mean, it's at the end of the day, there's a million different types of sugars out there. There's a million different percentages at which, you know, our heats you should cook them at. Everyone has their own, um, you know, professional opinion on how it should be done. So you really just, you take in as much information as you go wide and you narrow it down. You have to make a real, you know, bare balance specific at the end of the day. And I think that's why I took an entire year because I was taking in so much information. You take the scientific approach and the scientific method and you just start, you ask the question and you ask it again and you, you get your answer, you iterate, you ask again. And it's, yeah, it, it could have taken longer if I had let it, believe me. And I, at the end of the day, you're never, you know, it's your baby. So you're never truly done iterating on it. I don't think our product is, it's not, you know, done being iterated on. We'll find a way to make it better. And once we do that, we'll do it again. So once you've got, so it took you a year to, to develop this, what were some of the, the challenges that you dealt with? Time. Um, and I think the endurance to kind of get through it because we'd spent, or excuse me, I'd spent so much money on ingredients and, um, you know, so much time outside of work while I was still pursuing, you know, a master's in education. It's, it's just, uh, it's really like, it's, do you want to sleep or do you want to figure this, figure out this, uh, you know, this entrepreneurial thing of yours. It's just the time that it took, the time it took to dedicate, um, in order to sort of allow myself to fail and keep failing and keep failing and keep failing and having minor successes and building off of that. And then, only to fail, you know, a hundred more times. That was sort of where I was at. The, well, changing gears a little bit, it's hard to name a brand, especially a consumer packaged good. How'd you come up with the name Bear Balanced? You know, interesting enough, we, uh, I had multiple names. So I think of Bear Strength Supplements, that was the first one, because we thought we we're going to start with the creatine gummy and we want to leave room for expansion. We don't want to pigeonhole ourselves. So at least if we use the word bear, it's broad enough to, you know, branch off into other gummy bear products. So bear balanced uh, sort of catered to the, what, what now is the triple Venn diagram gummy shape, the balance being, you know, we know that creatine, it helps with fitness. We know it helps with, um, you know, general health. 
And we know that that trickles into wellness and well-being. Being having those two boxes checked and those two categories or areas satisfied, you're, you're better off um, from a well-being aspect. So balance, sort of, tell, is what defines that. The bear, you know, we've we've segued out of bears. We transitioned from the bear, <clears throat> but it's our roots. It's our foundation. It's what started this company. It's it's more or less speaks to the authenticity and us as a as a brand so, so th- that is there to stay we could have we could have rebranded the name when we changed the gummy and w- we thought it would be you know we'd be cheating ourselves if we did that we put so much into bear balance the did you have any issues um with ip like i it, creating gummies i said registered trademark um so any issues there with absolutely um you know oh. yeah oh no i mean <laughs> i I'd say it as if uh, you know I went, I walked that barge into the office myself and sort of threw a fit, but no, I think it just as someone with no background, you know, in IP law or just even getting IP published, I, and as someone that really did couldn't afford the attorneys that it would take to you know file everything, and I kind of need to preface it by saying you know you should learn how to do as much as you can by yourself. It's great to well not everything, but you know the ten percent. If you can learn 100% of something and it's not going to take away from the other stuff you have going on, by all means. But I also wanted to publish the first bits of IP. Little did I know that, you know, things other than the brand name are a little harder to do. So when we initially filed for a series of um, IP, because again, the business, the industry, it was, no one was in the space. No one was doing anything with the, with the product, with the IP we, you know, just like we filed the patents, we were like, we need to protect the product. So we'll go out and file the, you know, the IP that we, we need to associate with the brand. And when we went for creating gummies, the product itself, if you see the bag, you see the gummies, you see it on a shelf, that is creating gummies. So the term applies to the product, not the individual gummies themselves. And this is something that I've interviewed um, a little bit of research, a little bit of um, background here. I think their name is Pickle Power. This is another company. Um, they sell pickle juice. It's an you know a nation or excuse me international product. It does very well. They were the first pickle juice product. They created their category very similar to how we've created ours, and they took the same approach. They you can form this you know formed IP around the product, and when other with other when other brands came into the space, it made them very difficult to, to you know to use certain marketing material and advertise as such and actually sort of cemented them as a globalized, globally recognized brand. So that's what we intended on doing, that having that sort of, you know, the luck of having a conversation with Pickle Power earlier on, they sort of helped facilitate that, you know, that general, um, that, or that initial thought to go out and do that. But it was, you know, there's a lot of back and forth. And uh, to be honest, I can't even, I, I think I've probably spoke to that examiner maybe a maybe hundred times before, you know, we really figured it out. But they're they're willing to help. Everyone at the USPTO is not a bad guy. They're not just gonna they're not trying to slam the door in your face. But you know, there there's definitely rules and regulations around certain IP. And I think everyone, you know, me wanting to learn it 100 needs to sort of do their own due diligence and background background uh, searching into that sort of stuff or hire someone that really knows what they're doing because some of that stuff can you know there's a lot of big signals and wires that get crossed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that dealing with USPTO is not for me. I, seems, me neither. <laughs> seems frightening. Yeah, it's intense, and it's a long battle because some of these. It took us. It's you know some IP can take about a year to get published just if it goes the right way. So you you know you can really really extend that length of time. 
I'm so tired of losing revenue. Being tired of losing revenue to abandoned carts and lapsed audiences? Of course you are. Did you know that anonymous shoppers who visit your store on their phones can't receive abandoned cart emails from Shopify? Pop quiz. What do Warby Parker, Dr. Squatch, and Blendjet have in common? They all turn to retention.com to maximize their growth and reclaim lost revenue. It's money falling from the sky. With retention.com's reclaim solution, you can leverage industry-leading identity resolution technology to increase your SMS and email flow revenue by up to 10 times. We am um, 10xing our list, okay? Like 10x, like I'm not even joking. Onboarding is quick and easy and implementation takes just hours, not months. Plus, retention.com's flexible pricing is based purely on incremental performance, so you only pay for what you get. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to grow your Shopify store and reclaim lost revenue. Visit retention.com to learn more and schedule your demo today. You've got the product, you've got the IP, now you have to secure an audience for the first time. You gotta sell to somebody. How does, that's the hard part. Like, oh, you developed a product? Well, that sounds difficult. Not as difficult as selling it for the first time. So how did that go? Being in, uh, yeah, I've been selling things. As a kid, you know, I sold a ton of stuff. You know, I didn't, I didn't sell the kitchen sink. I didn't sell my mom's TV, but anything that wasn't mailed down, they used to joke around and say, he'll sell it. And I've, I've always sort of had this inclination to, yeah, just appease people and cater to wants and needs as opposed to being real salesy. So the first thing we had to do is, and this, we got this, this question asked so many times earlier on was, you know, who is, who are you selling this to? Who is your audience? And no one could understand the answer to this question. We'd say it was for any and everyone. And we truly meant that because creatine is proven to um, en enhance or the studies are concluded to show efficacy in a, you know, the, the broadest spectrum of spectrums, and that's any everywhere from adolescents to senior citizens. So it's literally everyone across the board. So we say, like, who would take it? Anyone that takes a vitamin. Who takes vitamins? Anybody, every and anybody. So going out and finding any and everybody, it's a big bucket. So we leaned into the path less traveled. You know, we we took creatine and decided to lead with more of a a wellness front, and we we made it. You know, the opposite of the traditional age-old uh, sort of vibe or stigmatized fitness, uh, you know, jacked guy in the, the the little tank tops. And, you know, we, we didn't want it to be associated with how I think the bodybuilding community sort of, you know, created it to be. And I think it was, it wasn't intentional. And it, and if you talk to anyone in the fitness industry, they'll tell you that creatine alone doesn't, doesn't give you the huge jacked, you know, uh, tiny tank top body there's a lot of there's a lot of work that goes into those physiques but we did take the wellness approach so we we knew that we were going to have to get in front of these people and going out to you know going to yoga studios or you know ymcas or gyms and trying to find these people it's it's really it's hard to cover a lot of ground in a short matter of time so we let we let google do a lot of the work for us we did not hop on facebook uh we didn't start running facebook ads for a long time we let Google sort of help us identify those people online with search campaigns, shopping campaigns. Um, we were identifying our brand or using keywords that were very similar to other supplements in the wellness industry. So, cause we knew that those, those were the people we wanted to focus on early on and that people that were in the fitness industry, fitness industry already taking creatine 
we were going to uh, we were going to populate those searches either way. So we were having the uh, you know the not so active approach on the fitness side of things that coincidentally was more reared in the wellness side of things with the branding. So Google is Google got us our first you know ten thousand customers. I was like, whoa. Yeah, and learning Google Ads was was a feat in itself. You know, having not knowing any digital advertising or having the background, never I didn't mentor, didn't intern at an agency like some people do earlier on to sort of learn the ropes. So I, you know, I've done my ten thousand hours. I'd like to think I'm a, somewhat of a ninja on uh, when it comes to Google, but maybe not Facebook yet. But uh, yeah, Google, you know that it's Google's a lot smarter than we think. I know that there's a story out there where they knew a girl was pregnant before she did, and they were already. Uh, trying to sell her, you know, infant and toddler or infant, uh, I think formula or medicine or something. And she had no idea what was going on. And later, you know, a week later found out she was pregnant. So, but Google knows your, your audience maybe better than you do, or at least where they live and their credit card information. And with Google ads, it sounds like, like you taught yourself and then figured it out. We're successful at it enough. So to launch this business, where do you think people go wrong? when they first get into Google ads. Yeah, I think it's, they don't take the scientific approach because there's a lot of gurus online and you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good information everywhere and getting on YouTube and finding those, those two or three people that are not trying to get you to, you know, sign up for a course. Maybe they are, you know, much later down the road, but that's definitely not in the, you know, during the ad breaks and the videos, you're not getting retargeted with that sort of stuff. Finding the right people to, to put your, to put your, you know, to dedicate your time to listen to and not, you need to get to know these individuals, anyone that has an online presence and you're not able to directly speak with them or you're not able to, you know, at least attempt a master class with them or something along the lines of that. I would say there's a good chance that, you know, that it's a product that they're building and they're more interested in maybe selling it than taking the time out of their day to educate people. And you really want to be able to discern between the two. Who are the people that are actively helping entrepreneurs and business owners learn this trade? And who are the people that are maybe overly concerned with turning a profit on the material that they put out? Because more often than not, that material is, um, you're not being inundated with the things that you really need to be inundated. There's a lot of maybe, there's more of a, uh, a volume play there with their own with their own material. So they're just trying to get as much stuff in front of you as, as possible to create the most content. It's not as, um, you know, solidified and concentrated and you know th- there's a lot of noise baked into all that you just got to find the right people so who are your favorite um google ads gurus there's there's two that i would consider you know i'd put them up against anyone anywhere um and that's john and Cossum of solutions eight those guys are probably doing the most on youtube i know that they have you know they've got a one other really big competitor in the space and i see their ads all the time because i've been on solutions eight youtube so much but you know there's there's only a couple on there and Solutions 8, John and Casa, I've watched those guys give so much to their community. They've invested so much time and energy into the people that genuinely want to grow their businesses, learn the ropes, um, or and, and they're more than willing to take it off your hands for you. And it's they're very reasonably priced for the, the job that they do and the results that they yield for these for these people. Um, but most importantly, they're available. So they have, you know, they have lives, YouTube live. I think they they charge a subscription now. It's like five bucks a month, but it's worth its weight in gold. Um, if you can, if you need any questions answered, they'll have an hour long live. It'll go two hours. If there's if there's if the Q and A, you know, they'll let the Q and A dictate the length. But 
those guys are a wealth of knowledge and you know they together i like i mentioned earlier i i put them against anyone on the planet when it comes to google ads and so our solutions eight youtube channel so i linked to that in the show notes circling back to the beginning did your spacex experience prepare you for any of uh, your entrepreneurial adventure absolutely uh you know contrary to i guess a lot of people's uh, beliefs there's a a lot of similarities in those respective fields working at spacex and then being an entrepreneur i think the most consistency is seen in the 60 to 70 hour work weeks so you know i'm coming out of the military i was used to embracing the sack and working the weekends and doing the long hours and then transitioning into spacex it actually it didn't get any easier it just said it got <laughs> it got longer it got harder it took a lot more um you know brain energy to do that work and it really built a different kind of mental endurance i mean i was building rockets at the end of the day and you know fast forward a year or three years i was making gummies They're completely different things they were both very physical too um when i say i was building the rockets like i had hands on um there were days when i was a, i was one of the bigger bigger guys at the time i used to have about 20 25 pounds more muscle than i do now and they need it so you're on the production floor they're they're literally doing things for the first time when things get broken or stuck or they need something pulled out of something, they'd call me over and I'd go over there and and put 110% into you know, pulling a piece of a rocket out of a, a you know a bigger piece of the rocket. It was it was a lot of sweat and a lot of uh you know a lot of sweat equity and a lot of um you know mental endurance that went into that work. And that's the exact same thing you see in entrepreneurship. People working 60, 70 hours a week, people breaking through mental barriers on a daily basis. I remember being that, you know, that kid in college that couldn't study for more than two or three hours before literally having a, almost a migraine. And now, you know, I'll work for 17 hours a day and I'll only stop because I have to go to sleep. And I, you know, you know better than to get sick. Sounds like you have a lot of skills you taught yourself to be able to do this. And that's um, something that's important to you. What do you think are some of the, the must know how to skills that entrepreneurs need to have when they're trying to build these e-commerce businesses? Yeah, the must knows. So yeah, like you mentioned, I you know I didn't have a background in in web development or graphic design or digital advertising or the confectionery trade. I think the 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 theme there is you the skill is really to just be willing to do the work. If you're not someone that has investors or comes from money or has a large nest egg, um, you know you're going to have to find out how to get the maximum output from the bare minimum input and. A lot of the time, by bare minimum input, I mean, uh, you know, the, the investment, the money. So you're going to have to do, you're going to have to do a lot of the work. And I think the the real skills that just come are that really help you succeed in that sense is the willingness to do so, um, having the mental endurance, um, being able to kind of leave your ego at the door when you maybe think you're on the right track and a door gets slammed in your face and you kind of want to refuse to believe that you know you've put so much time and energy into something that made no improvements on your business, but you need to go back and you need to, you know, relearn the way you're doing things and setting, being able to set your ego aside and that willingness to learn. That's what's really going to propel you forward and keep you moving through the, um, you know, the upsets. Fabulous advice. That's probably going to end up being the promo clip for this episode. <laughs> so looking to the future then, what's next for Bear Balance? Bear Balanced. Oh, there you go. We tried to get that IP earlier on. It didn't exist. Um, so uh, moving forward, the future, we're looking forward to it. This year is going to be an exciting year. I can't say exactly what we're 
exactly what we're doing, but we've got some exciting stuff planned. Um, you know, we're finally rolling out into retailers. Um, we've been in mom and pops, you know, pretty much since we first started. They they found us one way or another. But we've been having a lot of conversations with a large, you know, wide range of larger retail, um, big box chains, and we're looking to be the first creatine product in a lot of these, you know, legacy grocers, natural grocers. Um, we're we're going to be everywhere all at once. That's that's sort of I, I think the uh, the the main thing to take away from all of this. Yeah, that would that would help getting in oh. on store shelves. But that's its its own adventure and new new series of issues. Very much so. Yeah, we're, but we're we're ready. <laughs> so if someone wanted to check out these famous world's first creatine gummies themselves, where would they go? They would go to www.bearbalanced. That's bears in the animal, balanced, past tense with a D, dot com. Um, you'll know you're there when you if you enter the URL correctly, correctly once it loads, believe me. Um, we have an Instagram as, as well. All of our socials, uh, Bear Balance, you'll be able to find us. And if you happen to do a Google search, Bear Balance or Creating Gummies, we are on those first page of Google search results. Um, there's no way to miss us. Uh, excellent. We'll check it out. And uh, I've got uh, links in the show notes to everything you mentioned. Dylan Mentor, Bear Balanced. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kurt. The unofficial Shopify podcast is brought to you by Loop. Loop is a returns management platform that makes returns profitable and stress-free for you and your shoppers. Loop offers automated returns, exchanges, and store credit options to lower costs and increase revenue. You want to offer at-home pickup or boxless drop-offs? Need to lower return costs or increase repeat purchases? How about all of the above? That's what's possible with Loop. Loop delivers customized returns management solutions for Shopify merchants of all sizes, like Studs, Princess Polly, Code Epoxy, to turn returns into returning customers. Find out why thousands of Shopify merchants choose Loop to manage their returns at loopreturns.com. That's loopreturns.com.